I'm Mike Breen, Public Awareness Officer for the American Mathematical Society, and I'm talking to Lydia Bariba, who's a physical applied mathematician who will discuss the work she did in the Departments of Mathematics and Civil and Environmental Engineering at MIT, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, and we're talking about surface tension. So Lydia, can you tell us what surface tension is and how math is involved in it? So surface tension is the result of the molecular configurations at the interface of fluid and, and another fluid. So for example, the interface between two fluids or the interface between water and air, which gas is also considered as a fluid. So whenever we have an interface, there's a differential in, if you will, energy balance around the molecules at the interface versus that of the bulk. And that creates effects that are linked to that differential that have the tendency to want to minimize the surface area of that interface of fluid. And so you talked about the minimization. So does that mean, does calculus figure in? Yes, so multivariable calculus, differential geometry, and in fact, there is an, an old way of trying to infer the minimal, the shape of a minimal surface that you could create given a certain bounds. For example, you can use soap films basically to try to dip various uh, geometries into the soap film and when you pull those rods out, the soap film will automatically take the configuration that minimizes surface. And in differential geometry, there are many people that try to compute those surfaces that are actually minimal given certain boundaries that are fixed. And using soap films is one way of actually inferring the solution before finding it by direct computation. Surface tension is a phrase probably a lot of people have heard. It's actually very prevalent, and people are, are probably unaware of how important it is. Yes, it can explain why we actually have raindrops flying from the sky and not jets or other forms of shapes for the water that is coming down from the sky. It also explains when you open the water in the sink and actually a jet also breaks into droplets if the flow rate is quite low. The fact that that jet is actually breaking up into droplets is also explainable by effect of surface tension. And if you think about it, then in the natural context, uh, there are also many groups that looked at the effect of the motion of insects in the interface and how basically surface tension allows them to have a whole life and interaction with other species at the interface even though they might be actually negatively buoyant. So naturally, they would be heavier than water. And so it's only the forces at the interface induced by surface tension allow them to evolve at the, at the surface of these fluids. So it's prevalent in the biological world, but also in the physical world, and explains a lot of effects that we see on, on the daily basis in droplets and bubbles. And now your research was trying to analyze sneezes and coughs. So can you tell us about that? Yes, so sneezing and coughing turns out to be a quite a rich problem that involves fluid dynamics, and fluid dynamics is really the field of uh, applied mathematics slash physics that is governed by Navier-Stokes equations, and these equations are basically partial differential equations. And when interfaces are involved, so again, uh, surface tension and, and its various effects, then uh, these effects also come in in those equations. And in the case of sneezing and coughing, what turned out to be interesting was the fact that the previous beliefs were that coughs and sneezes generated droplets with given size distributions. And and that these size distributions were measured by various instrumentations, and we still don't understand really what 
would govern the choice of those size distributions of droplets. But what turned out to be interesting by direct visualization was that these droplets were actually not only created and emitted on their own, but they were also emitted and created within a turbulent cloud of gas that was interacting with those droplets and allowing them to be potentially carried much further than what they would on their own be able to reach in terms of distances. You discovered that they travel much farther than people thought. Was that a big surprise to you? I expected that the cloud could have an effect, but the amplitude of the effect in terms of extension of the range of the smallest droplets was a little bit of a surprise. And and also the importance of this effect in contrast with the previous physical picture was also interesting because in the previous physical picture, if one models the ejections of these droplets, the aerodynamics would predict that the large droplets would go a little bit further than the small droplets and that the maximum distance reached by all these droplets on their own would be on the order of a meter or a meter and a half or two. And then once you actually couple these droplets with the multiphase turbulent cloud, what you see is that, of course, the range is extended, as I said before. But in addition, there is a reversal in the sense that the larger droplets actually are the ones that don't go as far as the small ones. The large ones fall earlier and within the first few meters, but then the smallest ones are the ones that can then be extended much further away from the coffin or sneezer within that multi-phase turbulent cloud. And so in this problem, surface tension comes in in trying to understand actually the formation of these droplets and the selection of their sizes. And what's interesting with these fluids in sneezing and coughing is that we have more than just surface tension playing a role. We also have other effects that are called viscoelastic effects because mucus and saliva are what we refer to as non-Newtonian fluids. So they actually have some kind of elasticity. And then this elasticity competes with the effects of surface tension in that problem of minimization of the surface area. And so it's interesting to start thinking about how those effects, those competing effects, can then change the breakup process of saliva and mucus in selecting different size distributions of final droplets that would be emitted during a cough or sneeze. That's Lydia Bariba of MIT. And in part two, we'll learn exactly how she did this research.